0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Motivation Mindset. I'm Risa Williams. I'm the book author of The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, and I'm a therapist and productivity consultant here in Los Angeles. And this is a podcast about getting stuff done without all the stress. And if you'd like to work with me on getting stuff done, join my Get Stuff Done Goals group. It'll meet monthly, and it starts on October 20th. If you're having trouble starting that new creative project, working on the first few steps of launching your side business, or even just having enough structure when you're working from home or working remotely, or working on that daily new habit that you just can't seem to start and you keep procrastinating, come and work with me. It's a positive and supportive environment for all and you'll learn some new tools from my books. So if you're interested, visit resawilliams.com and sign up today. And now, here's another episode to help you tune up your daily mindset. So hello, Erica. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to see you again. Hi, Risa. It's great to see you too. So today on this episode of The Brain Boost, we'll be talking about photos and how we can use photos more deliberately as a way to retain memories and as a way to get into the present moment. At the end of our music episode we were talking, we were answering a question from somebody about how they could journal more effectively. And one of the ways that you suggested that came up was to create a visual journal. And I thought that was so cool. And I had brought up the fact that a while ago, many years ago, I had done a photo journal. And it was a challenge that I found online, where you had to take one picture a day, every day for an entire year. And I started it with a friend just to challenge ourselves, but we made it through pretty much the whole year. And the way it works is you were just supposed to post one photo a day. What happens to your brain is that you get more intentional, like about which is the photo that's going to represent today. And that kind of ties into a study I read about, uh, which was recently on NPR from 2021 that showed... That snapping too many photos may make us remember things less. But if we snap deliberate photos, or as they called it, mindful photos, what happens is we do retain mindful photos more in our long term memories. So it's really interesting to me to learn about that, because I think what happened to me over the course of a year, after deliberately deciding, okay, I'm walking around what photo is going to represent today, because I can only take one photo and post it from today, I did make that shift internally where I was looking for something to mindfully represent the day. So it's an interesting way to start looking at how we can deliberately use photos more. right. And and I think you're bringing up two really important
1: points when it comes to in, intentionally taking photos, being deliberate, being intentional in terms of both for memory, um, but also for enjoyment, right? That when we yeah. are more purposeful, in looking at our surroundings and also being engaged through photography in our surroundings, that we can enjoy the activity or the moment more than if we are distracted by taking pictures. And I think that happens a lot. I was actually personally surprised when I was starting to kind of dig into the research on this. I thought, well, gosh, you know, I bet that I'm going to find all this research that shows that taking pictures takes us out of the moment and it, you know, it negatively impacts our memory, it negatively impacts our enjoyment. And and the first study I came across actually was from 2016 in the journal personality and social psychology. And it said that, they they looked at over 2,000 participants. So this was a pretty robust study. And they found that those participants who photographed their experience were more engaged and therefore enjoyed the activities more. But the crux of it was, was that they were photographing with intention, that they were observing that they were um, being purposeful in terms of looking at the details and really focusing it in on the activity yeah. rather than just, oh, here, let me get out my phone and, oh, quick, everybody smile and snap, and snap, and snap, 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 snap. hundred
0: selfies.
1: A hundred selfies <laughs> right? because then we're distracted by the process of photography. Right. And so I thought that was fascinating and surprising to me also that we really could use photography with intention so that it increases our enjoyment rather than distracting from it.
0: Right, right. And I think you've probably seen this in your life. I know last time I took the kids to an art museum and we were coming into the entrance and they're like a large group of people and they were kind of blocking the entrance like nobody could get around them and what they were all doing was they were like taking a selfie of themselves but all of them were in this big oh. group <laughs> and me and the kids were just standing there like oh my god how do we get around them but also like did anyone even notice they're standing In an art museum at that point. And I think we've all seen this scene before too, right? Absolutely. Well, I think that's interesting
1: too when we think about the selfie, right? Mm -hmm. That a lot of times the thoughts that happen when we're taking selfies are very internally focused. How am I looking? How yeah. am I appearing? What's Which the best really, angle?
0: You know, what's the best angle? And we're all How guilty that, of this. Right? It's like, not let me like, you, like you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Let me suck in my cheeks a little bit more. Right, you know? right, right.
0: Yeah. Because it's um, more like you're staring at yourself in a mirror with the thing in the background. But does right. that potentially take us out of the thing in the background? Well, that
1: would be an interesting study, and I have not come across anything. Maybe our listeners can experiment themselves if they were to intentionally take a photograph of something meaningful, and then what it would be like to intentionally take a selfie in front of that meaningful thing or posing with it. I imagine if you posed with that meaningful object or in that meaningful environment and took a selfie, it might change again. you might be in the
0: moment. You might point. be in the
1: moment, right? Because you're being intentional about it and you're developing a thoughtful relationship with the, with the object or with the environment because we're bringing awareness to the fact that we're in relationship with this space and this time. And, and so it might it might be a very different experience than just snap, 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 trying to look good which I think comes with a lot of self-judgment usually, right? Yeah.
0: Often we're not thinking very positive thoughts either. We're judging ourselves and getting critical or fixated on finding a good way to present it rather than what's going on. What am I experiencing? How am I emotionally engaging in this moment? It's just, we're living in A world now where people are posting a lot of photos on social media. And maybe that's something we can discuss is like, how are those photos on social media affecting us when we're seeing them all the time? They've done a lot of studies where the more people are scrolling through other people's photos on social media, the more they tend to feel depressed or sad about their lives or disconnected or lonely. You know, to what extent are those photos affecting? other people in a positive or a negative way. It's an interesting thing to think about. What are your thoughts on that?
1: It is. And I think, again, going back to that idea of intention or values, we can also bring values into this, that if you do find yourself getting caught in in the scrolling or even just following certain people that you really appreciate. You know, I have mm-hmm. a lot of clients who, you know, follow certain bloggers who, mm-hmm. you know, are those moms who have it all together, for example, or at least appear to have it all together in their photos. And it can be very, um, become a a very depressing or um, turn into self-judgment. I'm not like that. How do they have it all together? And people forget that we're just looking at a single framed, intentional, edited photograph. It's really important to set an intention that I I value this person's um, uh, work ethic, I value this person's creativity. And so I'm going to be searching through their pictures with the intention of getting inspired by their work ethic, by their creativity, for example, than just mindlessly looking through their pictures, and then going down that rabbit hole of, Boy, they have it all together and I don't.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. It's sneaky how that comparison thinking seeps in. If we can catch that, it becomes, it goes from a fun distraction to a not fun distraction. And I actually have a tool in my book called The Social Media Sifter, which is to get you to start putting things in columns like that. Is this fun for me to experience? Am I getting a boost of positivity? Or is it turning into a sneaky beat myself up because I don't have X, Y, and Z activity? Absolutely. And it can be difficult to catch that because it almost becomes like
1: a numbing experience when we're scrolling. And a lot of people will turn to the phone or the scrolling because they're trying to take a break. From something they're trying to, their energy's low, maybe they're tired. Yeah. They don't really want to go to bed yet. They want some (laughs) kind of relief from stress. Some relief from stress, or they just don't have the energy to do anything else. Um, and so we're already in that sort of what we call like this down regulated state or this lower energy state when we start to scroll. And so even checking your energy level before you start, why am yeah. I using this? So again, being intentional about am I looking to bring up my energy? and is that is this an effective way to do that, or am I getting more and more in the sludge? And then that's going to also impact our thinking, because the more that our nervous system changes, right, our energy level changes, the more it influences our thinking as well. And so we start to get more and more in that sludgy kind of, you know, place, (laughs) rather than like a rejuvenated, relaxed place, right? I mean, there's different energies that come with this, and then it impacts our thinking, right, where we might feel more positive or optimistic or upbeat about what we're looking at versus feeling more negative or even anxious. And irritated about it.
0: It always goes back to mind modes when we're talking. I keep thinking right, of yes. the first conversation we had, which is what mental gear are you shifting into? And often people are scrolling through pictures on their phone when they're trying to shift into relaxation mode, when they're trying to, like you said, go into the soothing system of the brain. I need to sleep. I need to soothe myself. I need to relax. And it's doing the exact opposite when it's triggering your inner critic, when it's triggering those feelings of comparison, or even those feelings of hustle, like, oh, so-and-so is getting so far ahead in their career. I got to hustle. I better stay up all night working on something on my laptop. I often work with people to stop that kind of mentality at night. And sometimes when we're choosing to look at certain feeds of images, it's just triggering that all over again. It's like we can't let go of that cycle.
1: Right. It might almost be as effective or or perhaps even more effective to instead of scrolling on the phone pick up the phone and take a picture yeah. of something that's calming and relaxing or to take a picture of something that's motivating and energizing if that's where you want to shift into What are cues in my environment of of soothing or relaxation or calm? And then zooming in on that and examining the details of it and the color and the texture and the shape of it and and framing that image to really get into relationship with that, that object or that pet or that person, if there's a person in the room, whatever it might be. Uh, And the same goes for something maybe that's inspiring or energizing to look from where you're sitting in the room and ask yourself, what brings a little bit more of that energy into my system, right? To what objects
0: are around me? Yeah. We can almost use it as a grounding technique, as a deliberate grounding technique to find something in your room, find that object, that plant, that cat sitting on your lap, take a picture of it intentionally knowing that every time you go back and look at that photo, you want to try to connect with those feelings you are feeling in the moment. So then we get two boosts. We get the connecting in the moment and we get the future connecting back to the calm moment. It's like a portal back to the calm Right, it's an access point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's another doorway to get back to
1: that feeling. And I imagine, and this goes back to memory too, right? That if we were to take a picture, say it's your cat, and and your cat helps you to feel calm, relaxed, or taken care of, and and even just to intentionally focus on that one subject, but take several photos of the one subject, right, right? Instead of just one photo. Because there was actually a study that talked about memory and how photographs can impair memory, certainly depending on if the photographing of the situation gets in the way of us experiencing. But if we intentionally zoom into details and focus in on what we're experiencing, then photographing actually enhances our memories. So even without the photograph. Right, just having that experience of taking a subject and photographing it from multiple angles and zooming in on the fur, for example, or on the face or on the paws, right that 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 would actually enhance our entire experience, our sense memory, and our visual memory of the cat, right? Or of that moment with the cat.
0: Because we're really zooming our brains in on that moment, not just the camera. We're zooming in on the positive details. And what we tend to do as humans is zoom in on negative details a lot throughout the day, this yeah. is a way to like put <laughs> guardrails on your brain. I know. <laughs> thanks evolution for not solving that quicker, but <laughs> right. we really need to train our brains. Our brains are still wired to see negative things and mark them and flag them and say, "Hey, danger!" Looking at the cat, we can zoom in and say, "Hey, brain, notice this. Look at this. Highlight this in my memory." This conversation is inspiring me to challenge the listeners out there. And maybe we should launch a photo challenge after this episode. What do you think, Erica?
1: I I think that's a great idea. And I'm thinking too right now, like, oh, this means we've got to do it too. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it.
0: Um, So Yeah. yeah, I
1: think we'll rise to the challenge as well, Risa.
0: So maybe we'll just do it for a week. Yep.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So that's the challenge for all the listeners out there. The mindful photo challenge and take one photo for seven days of something you find in your environment that made you feel connected with that moment that you were in. So I hope we've inspired you to look around you more, get in the present moment more, and really breathe into that moment and let yourself practice the feelings you want to feel as opposed to the feelings you don't want to feel anymore. And thanks so much again, Erica, for joining me today and for all your helpful advice. Thanks so much, Reese. It's always great to talk to you. If you'd like to enter our mindful photo challenge, please follow me on Instagram at Risa Williams Therapy and look for the giveaway post. You can enter to win a chance to attend my Get Stuff Done Goals Group for free on October twentieth. You can find more information about the group at RisaWilliams.com or on Patreon.com/RisaWilliams. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time. Thanks for listening.